We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for a national look inside the NFL with a guy who still has KC barbecue running through his veins. I babied a pork butt. He left in 07, but due to a technicality found in his contract, he's back as our NFL insider. I am broken! He brought you the cover three, his one big thing, a whiz wagon, a weather robot, and he loves ribs. He sucked the meat right off the bone. Live from New York City, it's the captain of the mothership. His mother named him Damon, but we call him D.A. D.A. of Mad Dog Sports Radio, former 610 Sports Radio host. We call him 610 alum, joins us here on 610 Sports Radio. Before we get to D.A., though, quickly, there is yes. a text because we were talking about Wink Martindale. And we're going to ask um, um, D.A. about that. But somebody says, I'm going to take and say that all vests are sleeveless, yeah. which is true, <laughs> which is very true. I, I said he's wearing a vest and you're like, and it's sleeveless. Yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's sleeveless. Yeah, I meant because like ripped off like hoodie, vests, you know. Vests yeah. are inherently sleeveless, right. I believe. But uh, D.A., thanks <laughs> once again for joining us. We were uh, we we're having a laugh at, at Wink Martindale's resignation. Uh, he just gets in a fight with the boss. Tells him off and then darts for Florida. I mean, that's fantastic. It really is. Wink's one of a kind on the sidelines, how big and brusque he is, how he's got those vests, both sleeveless and sleeveless vests. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just – he's a big old, big aggressive dude, and I could just see the egos of him and Dayball clashing. Yep. It's like, yeah, we, we want to make changes to your staff. No, you no, you can't do that. Well, we're going to do it. No, you shouldn't do that. Well, we're going to do it. Then I quit. I could almost imagine them brawling in the uh, the parking lot over at MetLife. No, I, I can absolutely see him. If, like, if you were going to pick two coaches to fight each other in a parking lot, Dayball and Wink Martindale, without hesitation, would be at the top <laughs> of that list, right? Oh, totally. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I actually thought the Giants acquitted themselves pretty well down the stretch. I mean, this is a team that obviously lost Daniel Jones early in the season. They had to go through the Tommy Cutlet stuff and then finally got Tyrod Taylor back after his injury. They, they play the Eagles really close on Christmas. They end up beating the Eagles to end off the season. They're going to get a high draft pick anyway. And, um, and I thought the team always played hard for Dayball. And so it's, it's kind of weird for them to have dysfunction at the end of the year because dysfunction in the Giants, you know, the Maras are absolutely averse to any types of dysfunction, but it seems to follow the Giants for the last decade or so. It really does. And so speaking of controversy, speaking of nonsensical moves, the Titans fire Mike Vrabel yesterday. Has he been hired yet by the Patriots? 
Yeah, this this is so bizarre to me because I know he's had back-to-back losing seasons, but over the course of six years in Nashville, he had four winning campaigns, three of them in the playoffs, won a number one seed, and won a trip to the AFC Championship game. Are you telling me that somebody should have done more with the Titans, a team with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, a, a team that's turned the page anyway because they traded A.J. Brown and now they're letting Derrick Henry go and and it's just, it's such a weird decision. And then also when you saw that Amy Strunk said that part of the reason they didn't trade him was it was, quote, too complicated. Too complicated, not a good enough reason not to get trade assets back. So they cut bait with a coach that I think has a lot of market value. They don't get anything for him. The Titans are now under some major scrutiny to get this thing with a, with a big-time uh, signing, a big-time hire that makes it look good. And then, yeah, it opens up the door for the Patriots to have kind of the next guy slide right in there. So I didn't like this decision at all by the Titans. No, I didn't either. I think it's a terrible decision, especially, D.A., how I feel about coaches in this league. I think the, 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 the pool is very, very shallow. I don't think there's many good NFL head coaches out there. Vrabel was one of those really good NFL head coaches. I'd follow coaches. him anywhere. And I you're, you're going to take a step back as Tennessee. Who are you going to hire that's better than Mike Vrabel? I don't know. And, you know, part of this is kind of understanding who you are. And if you have one of those, let's just say 10 coaches of the NFL that help you, don't hurt you. Like you said, there's not a lot of them. If they do go through one or two campaigns that are losing or what have disappointing, it's not enough reason to rip it up and start over again. And I think we've seen the Steelers are the perfect example of this. It's not like every year Tomlin is going to the Super Bowl, but because he's more often a positive than a negative, you kind of see through some of the lean times, and so that you see on the other side, at least it's not the debacle that so many other saying today. Imagine Mike Rabel in Atlanta. Now you're going to potentially put him in a division that's imminently winnable with all those offensive parts. You give him a decent offensive coordinator. That's a massive upgrade over Arthur Smith and the best coach in the division right there. For the Titans to say goodbye to a guy like that is just. Again, unless they have something huge lined up, I, I think this is a massive mistake. I've always been in the camp of you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy, but is Belichick still the guy? <laughs> and would it be okay if they just moved to Vrabel at this point? I mean, you're not following the legend anymore. You're following a team that needs a rebuild. You're right. He comes into a four-win team. But I do think the lore of, of Belichick is is pretty weighty. And – um I don't know if Rabel wants that because, remember, he's not a Belichick disciple. He played for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He's never coached under Belichick for the Patriots. And you have to be able to navigate not only you know the lore of what you're coming into, but also the Kraft situation, which is going to change. Jonathan Kraft is going to take over the day-to-day operations from Robert at some point in the next, let's say, three to four years. And everybody seems to love working for Robert. But I you know, used to work in Boston, and um, I had heard many times over that people always were worried about what the transition was going to look like, that working for Jonathan was going to be way different. So Rabel would know those ins and outs. He would know that dynamic. And I'm not sure you know, what that looks like on the inside. We had Charlie Weiss on the show this morning, and I said, what do you think is happening right now? He goes, this is not amicable. If there's a parting of the ways, this is not amicable. And that bill is negotiating right now, whatever is going to be. And I think the point there is that whatever has happened between Bill and Robert Kraft is probably deteriorated quite a bit. 
and now it's become contentious. And so while Vrabel could slide in there, it, it might be also walking into kind of a smoldering fire right now. So for Vrabel, like I said, like, look at the Falcons job. That's way less pressure. And um, that's one of a couple that probably are a lot less pressure than whatever the Patriots is going to look like. So, D.A., you're saying that you believe Belichick is then going to be out in New England. I was listening to WEEI, our sister station, a lot this week. And they they mentioned kind of the same thing about that relationship between Kraft and Belichick isn't great like everybody seemingly thinks it is. Do you think it is definitely done? I mean, as the, as the days go on, I'm going, boy, are they going to make a move with Belichick? I think that this has become really uh, sticky because Robert Kraft wants to move on. I think he has felt like it has stagnated and now started to descend. I think after that Germany game, the reports were absolutely accurate that he was embarrassed. But I think because Tom left and won a Super Bowl, he is very sensitive to being the owner that let Tom Brady walk in free agency and fired Bill Belichick. And that's why I thought Weiss's comment today kind of connected the dots in that Bill knows, as manipulative as he is, he knows that Robert Kraft has to be the guy that, quote, fires him because his contract, he still has another year. So Bill is pushing the cards on the table. That's why after the, the season on Monday, Bill, for the first time ever, talked about his contract. Bill actually said that, hey, if he wasn't the final say in personnel anymore, that that might be okay. I think Bill knows he can force Kraft to be the bad guy here, and he's going to play that card because the relationship has deteriorated. And I think that's what's holding this thing up. Kraft wants it to be mutual. Everybody's happy. We're going to move on. And Bill's not playing that game, and it's stuck everything right now, and it's so perfectly Patriots. DA Mad Dog Sports Radio, of course, 610 Sports alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, we got games a Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Here we go. Finally, with the uh, with the postseason amidst the uh, the the coach, the coaching uh, carousel. What intrigues you on wildcard weekend? Well, the weather does for the first part. You guys know in Kansas City, frigid cold temperatures, perhaps some snow. What that means for the Dolphins offense is fascinating. Tyree Kill's return. But also in Buffalo, cold temperatures. What does that mean if it's windy or snowy for Josh Allen's arm in that offense? It also is interesting because you have a collapsing Philadelphia Eagles team going on the road to Tampa. And how humiliating would it be if they lose to the freaking Buccaneers as, uh, as defending NFC champs? But the thing that I circle most, Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. That's the game. The Lions have had this magical, awesome season, first division championship in 30 years, first home playoff game since the early 90s. And how do you celebrate? You have beloved Matthew Stafford coming, and now you have to beat him. And Stafford's playing his best football in years right now. Could you imagine how cruel the twist is if the Lions have all of this success and it ends at the hands of their former quarterback? Oh, it's glorious. It's just too much to bear. So, it's like I use the term cruel because I think it's the perfect way to describe this year's playoff. If, if the Niners can't get to the Super Bowl, you know, after this year, if the Cowboys fall short yet again, if the Ravens can't win a Super Bowl, if the, the, the Lions can't win a playoff game, if the Bills can't win a couple of games, like all of these ways that the teams would end their seasons are cruel because the hopes are so high. 
and the, the Lions losing their first game at home to Stafford has to be the cruelest fate of them all. So what do you think is so the... no pressure on the Chiefs because no, everybody, no, no, everybody else has got it, right? What do you yeah. think is the biggest thing that the Chiefs have to overcome, other than dropping the football, obviously, from a Miami perspective, what does Kansas City do to win this football game? I think the Chiefs have to have some rhythm on offense. I mean, like you said, forget even just dropping the football, catching the football. They've been so disjointed that that disjointedness is going to allow teams to feel and literally still be in it when maybe they shouldn't. And for the, the Dolphins, they want to create big plays, obviously. They want Tyree Kill and Dylan Waddle to create big plays. But if this is a 13-6 game, even if they haven't created a big play, it allows the Dolphins time to figure it out. I think the Chiefs are putting together some, some drives in the first half, whether you get three or seven out of it, creating rhythm, just understanding that, like, it's not three and out. It's not giving the football right back to the Dolphins. It's not allowing the Dolphins to kind of hang around within three, six, seven points. is really important here because the Dolphins can – they can wilt, and they don't have Bradley Chubb, and they don't have Jalen Phillips. And this is a team that you should be able to get a two-score lead on and then kind of sit on because the weather's not going to be good. But um, I feel like if they let the Dolphins stay within a score – that one big play continues to loom large over the, the whole game. Um, and I think you take that away if you can just kind of string together some, some drives with some rhythm. Enjoy uh, Coach Week. Enjoy Wild Card Week. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's... I'm hanging out with my rest right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleeveless vest. Always yes, sleeveless, sleeveless vest. Always, vest. Uh, those are the best kind of vests. <laughs> uh, DA, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Of course, 610 Sports alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.